You're listening to Allied Health Podcast, talking all things Allied Health, with your hosts Danielle Whedon, physiotherapist, and Claire Jones, occupational therapist. In episode 21 of Allied Health Podcast, Claire meets with Lauren Sexton, Member Development Advisor at ESSA, Exercise, Sports and Science Australia. Lauren overviews ESSA as Australia's peak professional body and sole accrediting authority for exercise physiologists, what it means to be a member and the many benefits of joining ESSA. Today, I'm joined by Lauren Sexton, ESSA accredited EP and the Member Development Advisor at ESSA. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. So today we're going to be talking all things ESSA. Before we get started, do you want to give us a little overview of uh, who you are and your background? No worries. Um, so like you said, I'm Lauren Sexton. I'm an accredited exercise physiologist. Um, I grew up and studied on the Sunshine Coast Um, I played a lot of sport when I was younger, so I always kind of knew I wanted to study something in the field of exercise science and decided to do a Bachelor of Clinical Exercise Science at USC, and I became an accredited exercise physiologist in 2012. Um, So throughout my career, I've worked predominantly in private practice, so worked in private practice for nine years, um, moved from the Sunshine Coast down to Brisbane for more um, sort of opportunities in employment and then I moved into the member development advisor role at ESSA this year in July. Um, Haven't looked back since so it's been a great transition from private practice into working for ESSA. I mainly did um, a lot of sort of team leader roles in my previous position and now I'm able to do that for nearly 7,000 EPs so that's been a really fantastic opportunity for me. So lots of transferable skills into this new role. Absolutely yeah. (laughs) So what is ESSA and how does ESSA differ differ from APRA? So ESSA was founded in 1991. Um, It was formerly known as the Australian Association for Exercise and Sports Science. Um, So ESSA is a professional organisation and we're committed to establishing, promoting and defending career paths of tertiary trained exercise and sports science practitioners. So we have a few different streams of exercise and sports science members. They're all degree qualified and they include exercise scientists, exercise physiologists, um, accredited sports scientists and accredited high performance managers. So each of these professions play a really important part in improving health and performance status of Australians and athletes worldwide. So with the Olympics, we saw a lot of our accredited high performance managers and sports scientists working there. So that was really great to see. Um, But I guess a big question that students um, and new grads ask is why is ESSA not accredited with um, APRA? So APRA regulates the national registration and accreditation scheme um, and the requirements of health practitioner regulation national law. So um, within that, there's a few professions that are governed by that. So things like your dentists, nurses, physiotherapists, they all have to be APRA accredited to practice. So exercise physiology is a self-regulated health profession. So it means that the requirements of the health practitioner regulation national law don't apply to us. 
So instead, ESSA is a member of the National Alliance of Self-Regulating Health Professions, um, which is NASRAP for short. Um, so it's an independent body and it provides a quality framework for self-regulating health professions. So we're among dietitians. Um, they're probably a big, um, a big association that we work with um, under NASRAP. There's a few reasons why ESSA is not accredited with APRA. The first reason is because the government doesn't deem our profession risky enough to the public and ESSA provides um, sufficient self-regulation for its profession that we don't need to be under that body. Um, The second reason is because it would be too costly to the government um, for exercise physiology um, profession to be regulated. So this could result in negative impact on our profession where we'd see our registrations increase to members. So that cost would be passed on to our members. So because we're not part of APRA, ESSA's advocacy efforts go above and beyond for our members to ensure that we are um, included in all the government's decisions. So yeah, that's a little bit of why we're not part of APRA. (laughs) So ESSA plays a huge advocacy role. Massive. Members. I think I didn't really realise until I um, entered this role at SR to see our team and what they do um, for our members to make sure that we're in line with um, the other sort of more regulated bodies like physiotherapists and we're included in all the decisions that the government makes. Mm -hmm. Um, So just to give an example, um, during COVID, um, physiotherapists, nurses, they were all able to administer COVID vaccinations um, to members of the public and staff. But because SR doesn't fall under the APRA registration, we weren't able to fulfil those roles. So our advocacy efforts saw that in New South Wales and Victoria, um, that members of ESSA were able to have jobs um, because um, of the advocacy efforts to get them included in those decisions of the government. So, yeah, Yeah, that was a great win for our members. Yeah, (laughs) fantastic. Yeah. So what does it mean to be an ESSA-accredited EP? So following graduation from your degree, um, students can practice without becoming accredited. However, it's going to limit job opportunities. So when you're getting on SEEK and you're trying to find a job, most of the requirements will be that you're an accredited member of ESSA. Um, So it means that when you're accredited by a body, you have to uphold the framework um, of practising professionals. Um, So it means that you need to follow your CPD requirements, um, insurance requirements, um, and it just ensures that practitioners who are accredited um, are the best practitioners that they can be. There's also insurance. There could be insurance implications as well for not being accredited mm-hmm. because insurance bodies would see that you're a more risky person to the public because you're not following that framework. So mm-hmm. the benefits of becoming accredited through ESSA um, are the employment opportunities. Um, you're maintaining that good quality CPD Um, And you're also practising within the ESSA code of professional conduct um, and ethical practice. So it means that you're reducing your risk in practice to the public that you're um, treating. Um, It also means as well, a big thing is that you're able to access um, compensable schemes. So things like work covered Medicare, DVA, if you're not accredited, you're not able to see those clients. So it means that you're only able to practice within sort of the private Um, practice where someone's paying a full fee to see you and they're not getting rebated for those services. Mm. 
And and what are the benefits of being a member of EFSA, say, as a student? Got particular benefits for students? Yeah. So I think, you know, ESSA has a great deal on offer for our student members. So I think the biggest thing is that it's free to join. So easy to join up on our website, um, really quick and easy. Um, So it means that as a student, you're able to access free CPD. So we have learning activities, webinars, Um, our standards and compliance course. So that's basically looking at all the compensable schemes um, and all your requirements to work within that. So it means you're going to be set up um, to be in a better position than other people who aren't student members because you know about those schemes and you know the requirements for working in them. Um, You're also able to do paid and discounted virtual or face-to-face courses Um, So as well as the um, education that ESSA have on offer, we also have advisors. So we've got an exercise physiologist, exercise scientist and sports scientist um, advisor here at ESSA who's able to get on the phone with you at any point in time um, and have a chat to you about your career pathway. Mm. So we can give you guidance on your resume writing, help with your job search, interview tips and tricks, and can even help you start in your own business as a sole trader as well. Um, So, you know, we're always here and available via our state chapter groups on Facebook, um, so which are only accessible to members or able to get on the phone and talk to us um, about anything, really. That's that's really valuable. Um, That's a really valuable service to have on hand as as a student, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Trying to decide which direction you want to take your career in and even just getting your head around the compensable schemes like NDIS and and work cover. They're complex schemes. Yeah. um, So to have that knowledge at hand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to those compensable schemes. So the fact that you're becoming accredited and then you're being a member of ESSA means you're just going to be in a better position when you come out of uni and you know the ins and outs of those schemes. Um, I think employers would look really... um, Yep. Would look really great on that. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And what are the benefits um, for graduate members? Yeah, so I think once you've transitioned from being a student, you become accredited, and now you're a full member of ESSA, um, we do have all those things that are accessible to student members, but now you're actually able to put those into practice. So um, as in addition to all the education that we have on offer, um, there's also access to the research journals Um, We have discounts on things like our clothing and footwear with our sponsored partners. Um, One of the biggest things to highlight is the professional support we have with our HR partners, Strawberry Seed. Um, So Strawberry Seed are experts in um, all things HR and they provide videos, resources, um, webinars for a range of different topics. So things like your resume writing, um, job searching, employment and career advice. Um, So as a member, you're able to call them on the phone, book an appointment, um, and then you're able to have tailored one-on-one advice with them. So they can go through through things like your employment contracts, Mm. um, industry pay and awards, um, and advice on your rights as well. And I think becoming a new grad and working in the industry, it's really important to have that HR advice. Um, So before you even sign your contract, you're able to contact them and just double check everything. Um, that's that's really valuable because that's a um, you know commonly we get lo- asked lots of questions about um, contracts and yeah. 
I must say that we we do know a lot about contracts here at MediRecruit, but we're not HR advisors. Exactly. So actually to get that advice directly um, from a a HR advisor is, um, again, a really valuable service. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, there's a lot of big words in contracts, things like your restraints, um, conflicts of interest. Mm. So all those things which are worded quite heavily in the Mm -hmm. contracts, they're able to put it in layman's terms for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and they're it's, really it's absolutely things. critical. It's absolutely critical that you don't sign a contract until you understand every clause in that. Absolutely. Contract, what it means and what and the implications. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it is really important. And it can be so daunting. It can be daunting at any time, but so daunting um, as a student as you're transitioning to your first professional role. Yeah. um, A contract can be something that's quite daunting. Exactly. And I think as well, you know, new grads are in the best position because for the first time I've seen in, you know, 10 years (laughs) of practice, there is so many job opportunities for um, exercise physiologists and I think everyone in healthcare. So you want to make sure that that contract is going to work best for you um, as well. So just making sure you know the ins and outs of it. Really Absolutely. Important. And um, I, I, I agree, Lauren. I mean, I've, I've worked in allied health recruitment now for 20 years and I've never seen the demand mm-hmm. as high as it is at the moment. Yeah. Um, and what many therapists are facing is multiple job offers yeah and um to be able to take not one but two contracts to exactly. a consultancy and say can you dissect both of these out and 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 that might help you decide which role um you actually take based on the contracts alone. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. it's great so um I know you've mentioned CPD um and courses on offer um briefly do you want to just um, delve into that a little further. Yeah, What's yeah. from Essa? So uh, we, I like Essa, really prides itself on the education content that we provide our members. Um, everyone learns differently, so we make sure that we have all different types of streams of education on offer for our members. So um, these can include things like our webinars, um, five free podcasts every year um, on a range of different topics. So we've started to implement this year our applied skills and knowledge courses. Um, So this year has been about mental health. So it's a broken up module of, you know, everything to do with mental health. So it's applying the knowledge and then how do I apply that into practice? So that's something that we will be um, running over the next couple of years on a range of different topics. Um, We also offer face-to-face courses and learning activities, which are a case study. And then we start to build on that. So things like your subjective, your objective um, assessment, um, exercise prescription for that case study, um, and any contraindications that we need to think about with that client type. So because exercise physiology is such a broad um, is such a broad thing. Mm. We want to ensure that we have enough education for our members that that hits all of those um, all of those practices. So this involves things like our chronic disease management, practical rehab, so things like um, hydrotherapy, um, and then also fitness based courses as well. So more t- targeted towards our exercise scientists and sports scientists. Mm. Um, but as well on that, so not only do we have education that's 
um, for the clinical practice. We also have our as a business network. So that's more targeted for sole traders and business owners. Um, so it's a separate website with separate webinars, learning activities, um, lots of resources on the website to help you going from a sole trader and then scaling your business to a larger business. So we want to ensure that our members know the ins and outs, legal implications, marketing support. Um, So there's lots of different resources that we have on the Asset Business Network. Mm, So you're really covering a wide range of, you know, career pathways throughout. Exactly. um, Throughout exercise physiology. Yeah. Mm. yeah, because we, you know, there's a lot of people that want to own their own business and we want to make sure that we're that um, support for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just on insurances, so can you access professional indemnity and public liability insurance through ESSA? So there's a reason why you're not able to. So basically what would happen is if we had our pool of exercise physiologists that had an insurance through um, ESSA, what would happen is if we had, say, like $20 million of um, public liability, but we had multiple claims in a year that ate out of that $20 million, it would put um, a concern for our members and for ESSA as well. So that's the reason why we don't have it. Um, accessible through ESSA. So what we've chosen to do is partner with Guild. Um, So they provide a number of resources for our members. Um, You're also able to access legal advice for policyholders. Um, You get free risk management and you also get a discount as well with our ESSA members. So with that, you need to look at your professional indemnity to keep your um, ESSA accreditation and then looking into your public liability as well. But Um, It just depends if the employer is going to provide that insurance for you. Um, But, yeah, that's not something that ESSA would provide just because of that risk of not covering everyone under one policy. But you, but you do have a partnership with Guild where people yep. can access that in, that insurance. Yeah. Do you yeah. need professional indemnity insurance to be ESSA accredited? Yes, you do. That's, yeah, that's essential. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's yeah. just your, you know, your risk of injuring someone. So that that is really important to have and and to make sure as well um, that you're insured enough and appropriately um, for what you're practicing. So um, Guild are able to do um, quotes online for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're able to do like an online. Um, questionnaire to fill out exactly how much um, insurance you would need but you're also able to get onto the phone to them and have a chat to them so I think having that support network of Guild um, has been a really big benefit to our members so you just want to make sure number one before you start practicing that you're always appropriately um, insured and then that the insurer is working for you as well and supporting you um, just in case anything happens, we always hope that you never need to call them, but it's great to have a um, company that's really supportive of our members. Mm. Lauren, I see that ESSA has a student symposium coming up shortly. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so it's a very exciting opportunity for current students. So on the 26th of November, we'll be running our first ever student symposium. Um, so we're going to go through all the things you need to know Um, when you go from being a student to becoming a new grad. Um, So we're going to run through things like your accreditation process, which can be quite daunting. So it's great to know 
know that we've got advisors that can help you with that. Um, we're going to go through things like how to maintain your accreditation. Um, so all those requirements ESSA puts on their um, accreditation process. Um, we're going to go through job opportunities as well. So when you're a new grad, how to find new job positions and also expand on that and show you different um, fields that you can work in that you might have never thought about before. Um, and we're also going to have a panel of exercise physiologists who work in different sectors just to give you an idea of what employment is like in those fields. So um, this is going to be an annual event um, with our first one running in November this year. So we'd love the members to come and join us. So if you are a current student, you will need to be an ESSA student member um, and you can sign up for free on our website to join us. So that's a that's a free event, Lauren. Yeah, it's free event. Yeah, yeah. That's so yeah, it's providing exceptional support for your student members, isn't oh, it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you know we had our um, member survey recently, and they said that customer service has always been um, a really big benefit to members. So we really pride ourselves on what we give our current students and current members. So love to give back to the community as well. <laughs> Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today. That information has been fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Allied Health Podcast. In the show's notes, you'll find links to our free recruitment resources, job opportunities and healthcare marketplace insights. To listen to new episodes, please subscribe via Apple, Google or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. And if you've enjoyed the show, please give it a five-star rating and review and be sure to tell your therapy colleagues and friends to tune in. Music.